You are listening to the Estheticians Earning More podcast with Brittany Hageman, episode 16. Hi, happy Friday and welcome back. I am ecstatic to share with you today's episode. We have our first guest on the Estheticians Earning More podcast, and it was such a fun conversation. We chatted at the beginning of this week on Monday, which really was the best way to start a week, in my opinion. The conversation was so much fun. We talked about some really important things that I think made both of our businesses grow in an exponential way that maybe we don't talk about enough. I know it's all very vague, but you're going to have to listen to hear about it. Um, But let me introduce you to my guest before I play our conversation. I just went back and listened to it, and it was really, really fun. So I, I hope you love it as much as I loved chatting in it. Our guest today is Molly Markland. She owns Skin by Molly M. in Chico, California where she's owned and operated her own business for three years. She started as an esthetician five years ago and overlapped working for someone else as well as starting her own business for one full year. So that was one full year of working seven days a week so she could transition fully into her own business. This is where I feel like me and Molly have a lot in common because we both did something really similarly to get our own businesses off the ground. Love it. She um, has always focused on acne like myself. Um, she uses face reality. She said it has over over 350 clients is booked two months out in her small town of Chico. She was born and raised in Chico. She loves skin and skincare. However, she's not a product junkie. She told me she loves the science um, and health of skincare, but she isn't someone that's always buying new products, which I completely relate to. Um, she really prefers an easy to follow routine, which again, she's speaking to my heart. (laughs) She loves clothes, fashion, true crime, camping, and being outdoors and is truly a gem of a human being. Um, we talk a little bit about how we know each other, so I won't go into that, but I really do feel like she is a really fantastic Instagram follow if you are looking for inspiration. And I love how she approaches business, how she thinks about her business, and how she really lives her life and not lives her business, which I think um, is one of the reasons why she's so successful and really loves it, even though she is super busy. So with that, here is Molly Markland. Hi, Molly. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I really, truly appreciate it as my first guest. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I've been listening and following you for so long, and you're just such an inspiration, and you're always so open with your knowledge that it's, I'm really excited to be here. Oh, I appreciate that, Molly. I know. I feel like um, we've been in contact for a few years now through Instagram, and I feel like I know you, even though I've never met you in person. Right. <laughs> but now that I live in Northern California and it's COVID restrictions are lifting, we should definitely figure out a time to meet in person. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'm always craving like brainstorm time with other estheticians. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's also like points to the testament of. We don't need to c- compete with each other. We can actually help each other. You right. know, totally. You know, the you have like the industry is split. Either everyone's 
wants to help each other or they're really competitive. So I, right. I prefer I this think side. There's, a, there's definitely a fine line too. It's like, you want to help people, but you also want to make sure um, that you're helping yourself. And I feel like yes. you have a really good balance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we um, were talking on the phone before this, kind of figuring out what we wanted to talk about. And one of the things that you said that I really loved was that not everyone is your ideal client or your client, which is something that I know a lot of estheticians struggle with, particularly people who are specializing in acne. They still want to help anyone, any money that comes to their door. So how do you right. t- tell me about like that thought process behind process behind that? Yeah. So when I think about that, I just love to use the word curate. I just have that word in my mind all the time. And I tell myself, not everyone is your client. And for different reasons, you know, sometimes they do have acne, but they're just not the most reliable and they don't show up to their appointments. Or sometimes it's maybe someone who's struggling with more aging, but they've heard great things about you and they just want to pry into your schedule. Um, So I just try and really curate my ideal client and I remind myself that it's not going to be everybody and sometimes it'll, I'll get it wrong, but um, just keep going and keep working to curate that perfect schedule filled with the perfect client. So, and we talked about this as well previously, but so this is something I know a lot of people struggle with. So now here I am, I'm coming to you. I kind of break out occasionally. I'm really concerned about my age spots and my wrinkles, but I'm definitely not your ideal client. What do you say to me? I'll usually let people know I can help you to a certain extent, um, get you on a good regimen for a while, balance your barrier, help those breakouts for sure. But then there's going to be a point where I want you to venture out maybe to another esthetician who specializes Um, and your issues or even a med spa or something like that. Um, So I like to be very clear up front and let let my client know that there's going to be somebody out there that can better serve them at some point. Now, would you, would you think that, because I've heard this with some of my esthetician coaching clients that you've wasted your time. Like I've come in now for a few months, you've helped me with my breakouts and now I'm you know, you're referring me out to somebody else. And that could have been somebody else's spot that you could be making money for an actual someone who's suffering from acne that you really want to help. And now you've basically helped me, but you really didn't need to. There's plenty of other people that, you know, could have helped me with my skin. Right. Um, yeah. Sometimes I do struggle with that. Um, and I think that there's different like if somebody's really really dedicated um but they don't have a ton of breakouts but they're really dedicated with their skincare I don't see it as a waste of time I'm perfecting my skills I'm you know getting my name out there like as long as I think I can make them happy um in some way I I will take them on but I'll let them know also yeah I think that's important like you I, I like that as well. That's kind of how I would approach it, where I'd really ultimately make it let be that their decision, but I was very, cl- very clear. Right. Yeah. And it's different for everybody. It's kind of like case by case. It's uh, when you're sitting in front of the client and you're talking to them, you get the vibe, you know, Yeah. <laughs> are you going right. to waste my time and your time? Or are you going to be a really good client? I can clear your breakouts and then I'll pass you on to the dermatologist or whoever else you need to see, you know? So, you know, when you have these conversations, like, yeah, this is what I do. It doesn't sound like is what you are looking for. What, 
have people gone upset? What do you do if they get upset? How do those, how does that, because that awkward conversation people are very afraid of having. Um, it is, I've pretty much only had respectful, caring responses um, okay. so far. I think I would remind them that I'm just kind of doing the best that I know that I can and just mm-hmm. let them know it would it would be a disservice to both of us um, for me to try and try and work it out to where I can help you um, when I know that there's somebody out there that can better serve you. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the, the energy and the Right. And I think they respond from. well to that. It's like, thank you. You're so confident in your services and yourself that you know exactly what you do. And you're confident enough to let me know that it's not for me. I think anyone would respect that, you know? Right. Because I mean, like we, you know, I, you know, I talked about previously, a lot of estheticians are happy just for any business and mm-hmm. they'll just take anyone on. And so it's kind of unusual for a client to be told by an esthetician, like actually, the way that your skin is, is really not the skin that I usually treat. And these people mm-hmm. are actually just as good in, in, in the ways that you would like help. And this is the way, this is where you should spend your money if you're going to spend money on skincare and skin treatments. Right. I think that that's refreshing and that's respected. Um, I think it's just like a very uh, poised, like elegant way of putting it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that that's, that's perfect. That's what we have to do in order to really attract our ideal clients. And like I was saying, curate the perfect um, clientele for us and our business. I love that word curate. I'm going to steal it. Me it's too. So good. I'm like, I repeat it. I write it. Do you? So tell yeah, me about that, helps. <laughs> that process. Mm-hmm. Like how, how do you, um, um, like when you write it and you say it, like, what, tell me about that process that you're describing. Yeah, I just kind of anytime somebody drops off and, you know, you kind of take it personally for a second, Mm -hmm. I like to just remind myself, you know, I'm curating my ideal clientele and this is just part of it. You're not going to be for everybody, whether or not the reason is personal or and like you said earlier, sometimes it is personal and that's okay. But we just have to remind ourselves that we I want to change people's lives, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Um, and I can't do that for everybody. A lot mm-hmm. of it depends on them. So yeah, I'll, I'll write it down when I feel that way or, or when I feel down about it or just say it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, um, what if you love a client as a person, like when she comes in, she is so fun. You love talking to her. You really like her as a person. Like she's one of your top favorite clients as a person but as a client she's awful like she doesn't do her skincare routine she's eating dairy she's not wearing you know doing her routine consistently like how do you deal with that double you know right two different conflicting things essentially right um that's a tough one and I actually do have a couple people on my schedule still (laughs) that I'm like, oh, I just like you so much, but I can see that you're not using your products. Mm -hmm. Um, Usually those people tend to fall off Mm -hmm. in time. Um, So yeah, I, I don't know if I would necessarily recommend this to other estheticians, but I'll, I will still um, provide services to them. I mean, as long as they're 
showing up and they're paying for their appointments, you know? Right. Um, but when it gets to be, they do fall off, you know, they're not getting the results. So they, they stop coming and it's not because of me, it's because of them. So, but then are you afraid? Cause I can hear estheticians say, but then they're going to go tell all of their friends that Molly doesn't know what she's doing that, you know, she, you know, she, they, she, you know, she, they did try your program and it didn't work and you know, it's going to hurt your business. Right. Um, I haven't experienced that for myself yet, but I think Instagram is a really helpful tool for me because I'm so active and I just keep repeating, you know, this is a lifestyle. It's like mm-hmm. working out. Um, and usually people will be pretty honest with themselves about why, why it didn't work out. Um, right. Right. Yeah. I found that to be true too. I think, um, ex- honestly, except for other esthetician clients that I've had, which if you've listened to my podcast and I know you have, mm-hmm. they're the worst clients because they don't right. listen to anything that you say. Um, I would say the other esthetician clients, the only other clients that I personally felt like they didn't, weren't accountable, that they didn't do what they were supposed to do. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. yeah. That's such a bummer. Cause it's like, you know <laughs> what this can do if you're just consistent, but you know, they have to want it. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think estheticians, they, you know, it's like they, they wanted, they want to be able to cheat the system because they feel right. like they didn't have a lot of knowledge. So like, and, I you know, can cheat the system to do this instead. Right. It's also probably a little bit of an ego thing. It's like, let sure. me put this thing that's my specialty that I'm supposed to be, you know, the best at and put it in Brittany's hands. You know, so I think they're like playing a little tug of war with you, maybe. I don't know. Totally. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So that's why, you know, I I have learned personally that I, we all have to agree the first appointment that I'm in charge at this, this particular thing. And if that's not for them, that's okay. But I'm, I said, what I say goes, not what they say goes. Totally. And I did listen to that episode of yours (laughs) and I really liked it. It makes total sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's it was a it was a challenge in San Diego. We'll see it up here in Northern California if I'll have the same experience. But it was a big a big um, obstacle for me for sure. Right. Uh, um. So we talked about this um, you and I on the phone previously, but you you were saying like when people do drop off. So I was like, okay, so now people drop off. Like, how do you respond to that when they drop off? Like, what do you think? Um, I think you spoke about this in a previous episode. Uh, you don't reach out to them. <laughs> yeah. You just kind of to yourself, remind yourself. I always say like, I'm curating my ideal clientele. This mm-hmm. is making room for somebody who's better, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> better, a better client for me, maybe is more open with, um, they're doing their regimen correctly. They're spending more money. They're coming more frequently. You know, this opens up a space for another person that's a better fit for me. Mm-hmm. And take up that pressure off yourself. It's it's like you you don't have to be for everybody. It's it's a hard lesson to learn, but when you do, it's it's freeing. And we all have as estheticians, I think we should focus on training our brain to where that's more of a door opening rather than door closing. Yes, exactly. Right. It's not a, now we're not going to make any money. No one's going to come to us again. Right. Yeah. It's actually more people are going to come. I mean, I would probably, you know, I'm certain that there are many other estheticians in Chico who've been in business 
a lot longer than you that are not as booked and making as much money as you. Right. Excuse me. Um, yeah. And I do see that. And I really, I think it's the mindset. Yes. It's hard, but you, you got to focus on training your brain. So let's talk about that. We probably have a few more minutes. Um, and I think that honestly, everything that we've talked about so far really goes back to this over and over again, is that you work, that you personally are working on your mindset every day or every week to really, you know, train your brain, as you said, so that you can approach your business in a way that's different than the traditional way that most, you know, people in the beauty industry, whether they're hair stylists or estheticians or makeup artists approach their business, which is having a very specific mindset. So can you talk a little bit about that? Um, yeah, I, I really like to practice. This sounds like kind of cliche and oh, whatever. Um, I like to think of things that I'm grateful for <laughs> every mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's just like, you know, I, I get to wake up at eight o'clock if I want to and go, like I start my day at noon, I get to work out before, um, I go to work. I just name off a couple things that I'm super grateful for. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I write them down or sometimes what I'll do is I will write a diary entry as if it's already happened to me of something that I want. Like yes. I'm so happy back before I started my business, I'm so happy and grateful that I'm perfectly booked. I have this curated, awesome clientele. They spend a lot of money. They say great things about me. They post on Instagram. And then looking back at those diary entries, I swear to you, I have all of that. Yes. Um, It just rewires your brain Mm -hmm. to um, like vibrate at that frequency and attract that um, type of life. And it works for me. So I can... I definitely recommend it. I know sometimes it sounds a little woo woo and it's like, is it going to work? But the more it works for me, the more I trust it and the better I get at manifesting stuff. And so when this happened, so you wrote in your diary for however, however long, however long did you write in your diary before Mm -hmm. it came into real to your reality, like a year, two years, five years? Um, that's something I don't, I try not to pay super close attention to only because you don't want to, I think part of it too, is like not getting too attached and and impatient because impatient is lacking and that's not, you don't want to be, you don't want to vibrate at that frequency. Right. So I mean, it's different, you know, years, months sometimes. Um, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it happens like literally the next day. It's crazy. Right. Right. So you, so my, my question is, is you, you know, you've been for whether it be a day or a week or, or two years, mm-hmm. you're, you are thinking about these things, you're practicing these thoughts, you are trying to manifest what you believe in when it does happen. So like, you know, you wrote that in the journal in the future, however long the future was, and then it actually happened. Were you surprised or was it like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, in the beginning, I was shocked. Okay, but the more it happens, um, the less surprised I am, and the mm-hmm. more grateful I can be. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's almost that thing where you're like grateful for something that hasn't happened yet, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so before I was fully booked, like I'm booked out for over two months, I wrote down how happy and grateful I was that I was booked solid. People talked about me. I was meeting a need in my community. Like I wrote all that stuff down. I was grateful for it before it happened. And now I have it, you know? (laughs) 
And, you know, it's funny because um, I'm sure this is what you've experienced, but when I, you know, I hit, I, BLH Beauty did a gro- overgross revenue of $100,000 my second year in business, um, second full year in business. And I went well over it. I think I ended up around 120, 125. And (laughs) yeah, thank you. And I, it was so funny. It's like, I knew it from the day I started when I was literally barely paying rent. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't have any evidence that this was going to happen. Like I was barely paying rent and my expenses. And, um, you know, I would tell some certain friends and family members and they would always look at me like, are you serious? How did that happen? And I always felt like, yeah, I know. I knew it was going to happen. Like to me, right. it wasn't that surprising. Like I was proud of myself and I was super grateful, but I wasn't at all surprised because I knew that's what was going to happen. Cause that's what I decided was going to happen. So we were just, that was just going to happen. Yeah. And you did mention this in a podcast episode previously, you said like, there was not really any other option for you right. when your husband was in school and yeah. so you just had to make it work. So you're like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what we did. You know, you just did that's it. Awesome. Like it wasn't yeah. a, there was no doubt. It was just do, you know, right. but it, but it, it sounds like that for you as well. Like you're accomplishing things, these things, you, you know, you are booked out, you have lots of you know money coming in your way but you're not surprised because you created this this is what you did this is this is what you've created this is this was very intentional this wasn't an accident right yeah it's so funny because now people will say oh my god you just like blew up overnight and now everyone in town is like talking about you posting about you and I'm like oh well overnight for you I mean it's been five years for me and um I've been this is what I've been manifesting so I knew that it was gonna happen it was just a matter of when (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And you, I think the most important thing, and I think this again goes to the root of everything we've talked talked about so far, is that you truly believe in yourself, and you're and you're you really want to help people, and you're coming from that energy, not like scarcity. Like there's not enough people that in my town that has acne, or if I charge right. too much, people aren't going to come. Or I know everything and everyone knows nothing and like kind of like an arrogance. Like you just really want to help people, and you really believe in yourself and this is what this is what you created. Yeah, and it, it takes time to train your brain to think like that. We're taking a quick break with a quick word from our sponsor. In a very short amount of time, you went from, you know, working for someone else to having a thriving business in a small town. Um, so it's it's quite an incredible story. It's, you should be so proud of yourself. And Thank I am so you. grateful you took the time to kind of share some of your tips and tricks and how you approach things. Because I know so many people are going to find this to be helpful. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for having me on. This was awesome. I totally manifested being on a podcast too. By the way. Oh, well, I mean, I think I have like 30 listeners, but one day nice. thousands of people and they'll maybe come back and listen to this. And I definitely will have to have you on again to talk about more of this stuff because this is, I feel like we could talk all day, <laughs> all day, every day. <laughs> right. Okay, Molly. Well, um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, I will talk to you soon. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. Okay, you too. Bye. Bye. That was it. Wasn't that so fun? I loved, loved, loved this episode. Definitely my favorite I've ever done. 
Molly, just a dream to talk to. Thank you, Molly, again for being on my podcast. I um, know it was longer than we normally do here, but I hope you stuck with it. So if you did and you're still here, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, If you like this podcast, please like and rate it on whatever platform you're listening to. I so would appreciate that. That helps me get more listeners and grow. Thank you for your time today, and please give me any feedback if you have any questions for Molly so we can have her on again. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening, and um, I'll talk to you next week. Have a fantastic week.